Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. You know, I had a very long interview to do today with a guy from Ukraine who uh, is doing some, you know, he he had to come back because of the war. His, uh, his business got bombed, etc. But it was too long to put with the amount of other stuff that I had here. And I didn't want to go through what I went through yesterday. So please... Uh, to you guys have a lot more material, bring it on in because that 38-minute interview, I'm going to leave until Monday. So let's go ahead and talk. Let's go ahead and talk. Welcome aboard, everybody. D2247, welcome aboard. Hi, Coop, 333, welcome aboard. Uh, AVQ, welcome aboard, my dear brother, uh, Michael Rodden. Anybody else that's not showed up yet on the list, make yourself be known if you want to be called out. You know I like to call out my peeps. If you are on YouTube, please go ahead and give that thumbs up. If you are on Facebook, give that live. If you're on, uh, give that like. If you're on Twitter, uh, please remember to follow Egberto Willis. Follow Egberto Willis. I have to make some changes onto the link. I forgot to make that change to the uh, what the program was going to be about. So what I'm doing as we speak here is attempting to go ahead. And make that little change in what the program is about. And I think I am almost there where I can change it on YouTube. I think I've already changed it on the other platforms. But I am about to do an edit to make that appropriate change. So that people don't think we're getting a repeat of yesterday. Because it's all new material, people. All new material. So here we go. Here we go. And I think I am going to make that change right ahorita mismo. And it didn't make the change for me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and type it in and say, you know what? I am going to do it manually. Anyhow, folks, how are you guys doing today? I trust that everybody's doing fine. Uh, I trust that all, all everybody's had, let's say, AB starter. In, uh, I know what I'm going to title it. The title is going to be, uh, let's see, is, is. Kevin, uh, you know, this is this not my words, Kevin McCarthy to, you know what, to be speaker. That was what she asked. And I am placing that into the system right now. Is he to, you know what, to be speaker? And I'm going to save that off. And by gosh, it's changed. It's changed. Anyhow, before I read Rudnan's piece of work, I need to go ahead and make sure that all you guys are covered. Para ver, para ver, para ver. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Who else came in? Eric Hayes. Welcome aboard. Sarah Beathy. Hey, EW, she says. And Nanette Bird-Smith is also with us. Thank you so kindly for being here. And I think, all right, as you come in, folks, don't forget to just go ahead and ring me up because, you know, I like to make sure. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free and salute everybody as you show up as you come in because you know what you are our peeps 
What are you again? Our peeps, our peeps, our peeps view on YouTube. Okay, let me go ahead and start with uh, Rednin's pieces. Okay, what we got here, Egberto, pardon that all my posts are on a single topic today, which made me entirely miss Earth Day and that I'm about to give you a homework assignment. I am getting a homework assignment from one of my listeners. I love you guys. I hope you listen to this audio in full and clip a few segments from Monday's show, the part about VP Pence needing to give Trump's pardon a pardon for what needs highlighting. How different Republicans are in private compared to their public statements after they all get together and decide to protect their own despite evidence of criminality. So you want to give me an assignment? Let me give you guys an assignment, folks. When you have, you see how Rudnan gave me an assignment? Y'all can help me out sometimes and give the clips already ready to go so I don't have to do too much editing, right? But anyhow, love you and I'll, I'll see how I can clip that, Brother Rudnan. McCarthy said Trump acknowledged same resp some responsibility for January 6th. New audio captures what Representative Kevin McCarthy said to Republicans shortly after the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Let me be very clear to all of you, and I have been very clear to the president. He bears responsibilities for his words and actions. Kevin McCarthy said on the call, which took place on January 11th, no if and buts. No if ends and buts. I asked him personally today, she, does he hold responsibility for what happened? Kevin McCarthy said, does he feel bad about what happened? He told me does have, he does have some responsibility for what happened, and he needed to acknowledge that. Huh. We all know it's a game, right? Kevin McCarthy's third item from Michael Rodney. Rodney, you're filling me up. Kevin McCarthy said in another release phone call, all right, I know this is not fun. I know this is not great. I know this is very tough. But what I want to do, especially through here, is I don't want to rush things. I want everybody to have all the information needed. I've had it with this guy. What he did is unacceptable. Nobody can defend that. That's what he said. And lastly, from AVQ. AVQ, you know what? I'm going to start calling you a reporter. You need to send me this earlier. Why McCarthy's reference to a possible Pence pardon stands out? What Kevin McCarthy said about Donald Trump resigning obviously matters, but so did his comments about Ms. Mike Pence and pardons. Now, this is one personal fear I have. I, this is from Rudman now. I do not want to get in any conversation. Oh, no, no, that's what he said about Pence pardoning again. The only discussion I would have with then president is that I think this impeachment resolution will pass and it would be my recommendation that you should resign, Kevin McCarthy said in the release audio. McCarthy referenced with Pence pardon adds credence to the speculation that Trump might have willingly stepped down early on the condition that then Vice President Mike Pence pardon him for any potential criminal acts. If McCarthy thought this was subject Trump might bring up raises questions about GOP leaders' belief that criminal acts may have been committed. Democratic Representative Jamie Raskin, member of the Bipartisan House Select Committee investigating the January 6th said, It just seems clear that McCarthy, like other members who lived through these events, understood that Donald Trump had committed grave crimes against the Union. And you know what? I heard, I understand, that when the hearings start, the public hearings, that is, about the January 6th committee, I heard through the grapevine that it's going to blow people's minds. We'll see if that happens. I, I, I can't see how it wouldn't happen. But I think there's so much stuff that these recordings are coming out now. You know there's some sort of a... You know they wouldn't release it if they didn't think... Well, that's for another day. Anyhow, E2247 says, Hello, relatives. Today's visit will be the greatest ever. 
I love that you say that every time. So that means we are growing exponentially, right? Every time it's the greatest, we multiply. Yeah, exponential growth. Chris Hedges' book coming about August 23rd, The Greatest Evil is War, 200 pages, having 15 chapters. Yeah, the greatest evil is war, and can you believe what's happening in Ukraine right now? But you know what? I sent out a newsletter today, my, my Substack newsletter. If you guys haven't gotten my Substack newsletter, please sign up for my Substack newsletter. I'm going to go look for the link here. I think it's, oh, it's at Egberto. I think it's egberto.substack.com. Oops, I'm on the wrong wrong thing here. Let's let's get it. Let's get it right. I think it's egberto. Uh, egberto.substack.com. Let me make sure that that's it. And then I'll pass it along to you. Yeah. And and I have in here the latest Substack that I wrote. Please go ahead and uh, if you if you see, go ahead and sign up for my Substack. It's free unless you want to say I want to be a piece of uh, supporting the reporting that you do there. But check out the Substack and um, and and the article that I wrote from the Ukrainian. And and by the way, the, the article has that stuff around as well. Okay. Let me continue with the the pieces that we have here. Uh, para ver, where did I leave off? Uh, Bob Dylan, let me ask one question. Is your money that good? Will it buy you forgiveness? Do you think that it could? I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyhow, continuing. Let's see. Nanette Birdsmith says, hi. Hi, Coop says, EW, it's it's haiku. EW, it's haiku? Mm, what does that mean? Hey, EW, count coup. Oh, haiku. Okay. Haiku, not coop. Okay, coup. Haiku three three three. Sorry for the mispronunciation, my dear brother. All right, let's see what else we have here. Eric Hay says, "Why does Biden keep confusing himself and the rest of us?" What did you guys do? You got another clip where he slipped up. Is that what you did? I can't play the clip right now, but I know that's what. I mean, the right wing has been trying to make Biden look like he's a buffoon, like he's confused, like he's out of it. Some people are going to buy it. The guy is just fine, okay? All these crazy things about, oh, he's crazy. Uh, that was Reagan and that was Trump, okay? So dispel the notion that they're trying to make every misstep that he says or stutter or stammer or whatever, it's bad. The guy has full senses and it is clear that he has full senses. Only, only uh, people with an agenda would attempt to make it seem otherwise and you know it, it is sad because it shows their level of morality in that they would try to use ageism on a president as opposed to going on merit when you don't have anything on merit you resort to oh he's crazy oh he's making these kinds of mistakes that is what's happening with brother biden right now so don't buy into the crap folks use your mind if you're intelligent you won't fall for it haiku right haiku i got it all right, let's see what else we got. Uh, let's see what else we got. Just six weeks after the invasion of Ukraine, two points seem obvious. United States must better overcome challenges to immediate energy security needs, and at the same time, remake the future to be a green one. Cien por ciento, you're correct. All right, Eric Hayes says, Dems protect their own by not raising questions on things to highlight hypocritical things. Not really. I think anybody would tell. In fact, if you go to Daily Coast, I put up an article yesterday and I said Democrats are doing everything in their power to lose. And you should see how the Democrats came in and attacked me. 
No, I speak the truth to both sides. I don't try to protect anybody. Uh, if I didn't think uh, Brother Biden could do the job, I would be out against Brother Biden right now. Brother Biden, though, is a neoliberal who has done some very progressive things. And for that, he has my thank you. Again, I call a spade a spade. I hope that's politically correct. Somebody, I think, made a mention when I said that one time. If not, forgive me. Maywood says, hello, everyone. And how is everyone doing today? The mere fact that you're here, May, the mere fact that Melanie is here as well, and all uh, Nanette Bird-Smith, E2247, Eric Hayes, Michael Rudnin, and all of you, I'm a happy person. I'm a happy person. All right, what else we got here? Mac Michael Rudnin says, Egberto, you see why this is important to cover again? I hope you pick a few clips from the audio for us on Monday. I've always told you guys that it's your show. I'll, I'll try to get it done. If I can get it done, I will. Because, I mean, the, the fact that you guys are giving us input, superb, 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 superb. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Eric says, greatest evil is war. Why is it that the current administration support having boots on the ground? Did he say he wanted boots on the ground? Everything that I heard from the, from the Biden administration so far is that he does not want boots on the ground. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you can prove to me elsewhere that he says he wants to send people into Ukraine, to fight the war for Ukraine, please let me know, and I'll be right. I'll be the first one to say, "Do not repeat the ills of Bush." So please, don't just say it; prove it. Haiku three 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 says Republicans have no policy or principle except overthrow the government and rule for one thousand years. You can't do that. They can't do that. Lee Grant says, "I love the irony." of when a democratically elected governor challenges an international mega corporation, their executives and shareholders, guess who progressives side with? I thought about that, uh, Lee Grant. I, 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 I really thought about that. And it was a difficult one for me. And let me explain what I mean. Because you are right. Mr. Lee Grant, you are right. How can progressives side with Disney on this one when it's a mega corporation that we know what many mega corporations do? And I tell you what I started to think, right? I was like, can I, you know, I know what DeSantis is doing is absolutely wrong. He wants to penalize a company because they came out against his sex addicted, uh, his sex driven bill, right? These guys, I sometimes I wonder if these guys are pedophiles and that's why they write these laws. You know, projection. I think that's what these guys do. They project their, I, they project their, their, their deviant sexuality onto everyone else. That's why even a math book, they even see sex in a math book. <laughs> they see all these things that they're fair, fair, they see if even a math book. That's why most of your math books were denied, right? So, well, here's my answer to you, Lee, because you brought up a very good point, and you know I can't argue that. I am not 
siding with Disney per se. I'm siding with Disney supporting the cause. And if a mega corporation support the cause, in that instant, they have my support. For the things where they support ills against humanity, ills against people, ills against people's financial well-being, I'll be first in line to attack. And I hope that's a satisfactory answer for you because, believe it or not, uh, Democrats for a long time did not like the status that Disney had, which means Disney got tax breaks, Disney was their own fire department and all that good stuff, which meant the municipalities around didn't have to invest that money in any... I mean, Disney was its own government within itself. And some of us have issues with that, right? So, very good point, Lee, but I think I answered you appropriately. Bruce Pollard says, howdy. Carl Cox says, hi, Coos333 is right about GOP's only idea. And I have a, a message from, from um, Joe Scarborough for all of you. Every case, Chris Coons wants boots on the ground. You, earlier, you said Biden. You didn't say Chris Coons. You said Biden. So if Chris Coons wants boots on the ground, I hope he'll go sign up and go. All right. Because let me, let me tell you, I don't want what's going on in Russia to succeed. I mean, in, in Ukraine to succeed. I don't want it to succeed. But I don't want any American blood spilled there unless we're going to also send some troops to Sudan, Yemen, and these other places that are currently having issues as well. If we are going to send uh, troops over there as well to fight for freedom, to fight for liberty, well, then I'm okay with that. I agree with what they're doing. It's all about their policy decisions. All right. Maywood says, so Michael is doing better and Ashley, Ashley is doing uh, better. She's improving daily, you know, go up and down, up and down. But with the, tra with the trajectory being uh, moving forward, she's doing good in her studies right now, uh, working on her boards. So thank you for asking. Carl Cox says, why aren't most Democrats willing to fight for the little guy and gals instead of worrying about special interest money? Carl Cox um, you have to specify which Democrats. There are neoliberal Democrats and then there are progressives. Okay, I'm, I consider myself a progressive. And I think all of you know that's exactly who I fight for. That's the reason why I take the positions I take. That's You probably should have listened to my show on KPFT 90.1 FM today. It was a good show. All right. Haiku333 says, but would boots on the ground be the not weak Biden they want? It's amazing. <laughs> It's amazing, right? It, they, they, want, they want to show strength until, it's, until you show strength, right? Eric Hayes says, yes, whoa, Lee, good for your corporation. You should stay out of politics. No, why should corporations stay out of politics? They spend money, right? When I say corporations, I mean individuals within corporations. I don't believe in personhood, however. I believe in the individuals within the corporation. All right. Rose Williams, hi, everyone, she says. Nanette Birdsmith says, but ultimately, the taxpayers of surrounding counties of Orlando will see huge increases in their property taxes. Once again, Republican action without thought. Or, I mean, Republicans don't, uh, the politicians don't think before they act. It's all about vengeance. It's all about my way or the highway. That's modus operandi. Peggy Lopez says, headed to the doctor, can't stay and play. Just wanted to say hi all. Hi, Peggy. I hope you're doing fine when you head out to the doctor. Carl Cox says, conservative politicians like only total obedience. 
to their fascist ideas, which is true. Uh, Eric Hayes says, Maywood, why are they not investigating Pelosi and others that do insider trading? First of all, insider trading in this, uh, by the, first of all, what Pelosi and all of those who voted against stopping trading by, by these politicians who make laws is wrong. And, uh, but insider trading is legal in Congress. I think the way you handle that is you point out that all of these suckers go out there and they get inside information and trade while the average American citizen can't. The same applies to the big wheels in the corporate, in the corporate sphere. Now, not only the politician, but the big wheels in the corporate sphere. As the most recent IPCC report makes clear, letting existing and new fossil fuel infrastructure operate to end of their normal economic lives is incompatible with limiting warming to 1.5 degrees. And that is the reason why you have all the activists trying to avoid the creation of new pipelines. Because the way pipelines are depreciated in a capitalist environment, it means that they have to use that pipeline for decades to recover its cost, right? Now, if we had a different society where we said we do need the pipeline in the short term, we'll build it for the short term, and then we'll just blow it up. Well, actually, you don't have to blow it up. You can use it for other purposes later on, right? If we if we had that honesty within our philosophy, we could do that. In other words, I could see this. Let me let's let's give an example. We want to get uh, Europe off of of of, of uh, Russian oil. And no matter what's going to happen, Europe is going to need fossil fuels for the foreseeable future. Uh, so they're going to get it from somewhere, right? We have an excess of natural gas, a lot of it that's thrown into the air unburned. If we can collect it, liquefy it, and send it out, a lot of, a lot of my people hate when I say this. But I am for, if these guys are going to buy it from somewhere, maybe somewhere dirtier, get it from us. Okay, we have an overflow of it right now, as long as we have the commitment, the utter commitment to reduce. And by the way, natural gas does pollute less than oil or carbon. That's a fact. And sometimes I get into discussions with that, but that's a fact. Okay, because we're not only talking about carbon dioxide, we're also talking about mercury and all these other things that we get from burning ash and, and the sulfur dioxide and stuff from burning certain oil, etc. All right. Michael Rodney says, corporations almost never stay out of politics. Corporations bribe politicians, get huge returns. Exactly. That's what they do. Absolutely right. Carl Cox says, the, the Democrats that are willing to fight for the little guy and little gal are progressives like AOC, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. Exactly. Uh, let's see what else we got. Haiku says, logical fallacy is not your strong point, Eric. <laughs> Eric Hayes, why don't Biden support Nordstrom making Russia rich versus getting rid of our keystone? Hmm. I think you better reread your the storyline. Lee Grant says, looking ahead, I'll bet the Republican Party makes some political hay by noting the name DeSantis suggests that he's holy and devout. That's some messaging. <laughs> All right, let's go to the first video. The first video is sort of on the left side, right? I mean, I mean it's the left you know, I've always spoken about, we're all, we're always concerned about who is going to be the next person or next country to use nuclear weapons, right? And we are so concerned, you know, we always talk, I always talk about projection, right? If the United States got into a bind, would it use the, its nuclear arm? I don't know. 
I don't know. But I tell you what, I tell you what, a lot of other people ask the question. So let's go ahead and listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. I want you to listen to Nina Khrushcheva, Professor Nina Khrushcheva. She brought up an inconvenient truth, an inconvenient reality that we have to face whenever we think about this with the Russia and the possibility that they will actually use uh, nuclear weapons in Ukraine. Check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. Now to talk more about the situation in Ukraine, Nina Khrushcheva, Professor of International Affairs at the New School. Professor, it's always a pleasure to see you. Thank you. It seems as though U.S. has expressed worries that Putin could possibly resort to using nuclear weapons. You say Ukraine's president has asked for radiation pills in preparation for a possible Russian nuclear attack. Is that a possibility, you think? Well, I mean, the conversation about this has been going on for months. We know that. Uh, but we also see that uh, the Russians essentially escalating all the time. And even when they escalate, this still ends up they end up escalating. So I don't know. I, I cannot predict that, but I would not really exclude it from a realm of unfortunate possibilities. I, I hope it doesn't come to this, but it is possible that tactical nuclear weapons, the way it was used in Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945 by the United States, potentially, once again, not a prediction, not even knowledge, but potentially, uh, potentially may happen. If that possibility does occur, it would change. It would change everything, right? It will change everything. And of course, the Russians would say, I mean, once again, I, I hate to speculate because I'm almost right. afraid that once we talk about more, we are going to, to kind of bring it in. Uh, but uh, Russians, of course, will cite the example of the United States in 45. They needed to end the war. So that's how we end the war. Um, you know, Ukraine was asking for it. The West was asking for it. Yes, it will. Ch I mean, things already have changed. I mean, Russia is at war with the world, but that will make it infinitely worse for the Russians. And that's why I, I hope somebody there in the Kremlin cal can calculate it still and uh, still will be able to exclude this scenario from happening. A lot of time. Now, that is serious. In other words, the Russian can actually cite us as the reason and the rationale for actually using atomic weapons. Now, look, um, there, there, are a lot, there are a lot of things that the Russians are going to put out to the world. And in fact, in discussions that we don't hear in the United States, I've seen them on TV in India, I've seen them on TV in Pakistan and other places where American professors are over there as guests. And these, uh, these learned people overseas would remind a lot of these professors of several things, right? They would remind them of the invasion of Panama, where there were Thousands of Panamanians killed because, innocent Panamanians killed because America wanted to get their man, Antonio no, Manuel Antonio Noriega. They will remind us of when the United States invaded Iraq and they would say, um, the, the United States, yes, they were going to take care of the military, but in the process to knock a whole lot of things out, did they sacrifice a lot of innocent civilians? Is it not true that a lot of the drone warfare that we conduct here kill a lot of innocent, so, so innocent civilians? So we have to be cognizant of all these issues. But more than just cognizant of these issues, we have to be humble. We have to realize that uh, while we may think we are right about certain things and it justify us killing, you know, some innocent people in the process, 
when you look at a when you look at a Russia, Russia will turn all those things against us. Are we like Russia? Are we as evil as is Russia? No, we're not. But again, they create a good pretext and then using what we have done in the name of the United States and many countries overseas, that will make a story that some will accept. I think we need to be humble and we need to start uh, atoning for much of what we ourselves have done. Absolutely, absolutely so, absolutely so. Anyway, um, let me see. What time is it? It's 4.32. It's, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be on time today, given that I had a, a few a bit more time. So let me go do, do my initial ask, and then I'll come and continue with the questioning that you guys are bringing out here. So let's go ahead and see. So Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies, I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom to describe the entire economy in a manner we can all understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. I'm Egberto Willis. As Absolutely. So, folks, so please remember you can go ahead and get our books at politicsandright.com slash books. Politicsandright.com slash books. You can get... Uh, you can go ahead and su subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're on YouTube right now, just click on that join button. Please become a supporting member by hitting that join button. You can alternatively support us via our Patreon. Our Patreon is found at politicsandright.com slash patron, politicsandright.com slash patron, or our PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, which is a preferred method. Now, we also have a store where you can get all our logo item, politicsandright.com, T-shirts, hats, cups, you name it. Please visit our store, politicsandright.com slash store. And of course, you can go visit our all-in-one encompassing support page, which is at politicsdoneright.com slash support. politicsdoneright.com slash support. Anyhow, my dear friends, let's continue with all your info, all your messaging. Eric Hayes says, we expect left. I don't get that, but Carl Cox says, Keystone Pipeline is meant only for transporting crude oil to refineries, for refining into gas and sold overseas. Yes, that's why we, but you know, you know, then again, Carl, what people say, it's real, right? It's a global market because we don't, we don't say, uh, we, there, there's a certain amount of globality to, to oil, right? So it doesn't matter if it stays here or go, supposedly, right? Uh, but the point is, like I said, if we could build stuff 
and not have to worry about its depreciable value. So that we need it today, but we know we're not going to, we only want it for two or three years. It doesn't make economic sense in a capitalist society to build that. But in a society where we just need it for these few years, and then we can decommission it because we're not trying to recover any capital on it, then it makes sense. And, but we have not learned to think that way. We think that everything we build has to produce, has to be depreciated over time, so the cost is recovered. That's a capitalist society. You know, when, when an ant builds a mound and it floods and they have to go somewhere else or whatever, the ants don't sit down and say, let's see what kind of capital value we can get out of this. Let's see if we can amortize this over X amount of years so we can build it. They need something, they build it. You know, think about society. Why is it we can't have a society where we know that the planet has enough to cover us all? All our needs are here on the planet. Why can't we have a society and an economic system that says, we need this, so we build it? You know, but nobody thinks that way because we've been taught in a capitalist society to think there has to be this. Everything that you build has to be a product monetized and somebody makes a huge profit from it. That is how we were taught to think from the in our inception. Have you ever thought about a society where you build what you need? In, in a part of the society, you build what you need. And in a laissez-faire part of your society, oh, you can have all the fun stuff, the iPods, the, all that good stuff. Why can't we have that? We could if we wanted to. But no, the capitalists want to own everything from the oil they didn't create to the products they didn't create. They just want to own it. So therefore, they have to create a way of owning it. That's why we have a patent system. That's why we have all those things. Read my book, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom. It shows you how this the system works. And then, of course, we can end it with It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Friends, Neighbors. And then you can go to How to Make America Utopia. Okay, let's see what we got. Why do Republicans demand low-quality oil from Canada? Wouldn't they rather drill in the Arctic Wildlife Refuge? That would hurt more innocent creatures. So, no-brainer. I'm not going to get into that one because I don't know, but I do know that the shale oil and the, the oil sands in Canada is real dirty, but so is the Venezuela oil that I've been saying that it's easy to get. About 20% of the Venezuelan oil is very, very easy to get to. You know, but anyhow. Eric Hay says, use... U.S. uses laser technology to shoot down drone. Hmm, laser beams now. Okay, all right, let's see. Rose Williams says, using fracking to acquire natural gas is not clean. It liberates radon and other nuclear materials and other poisons as well. And makes local earthquakes more likely. These toxin, toxic and radioactive chemicals and gases are not being sequestered at all. All sorts of birds, mammals, etc. I am with you. Again, um, let me just say, uh, Rose, I think our oversupply of gas is not only from fracking. I Don't quote me. I, I'm just assuming here. Um, you may have better information on, on that. But I didn't think that most of our natural gas came from fracking. I thought it came from other kinds of wells. I don't know. Uh, so I, I admit that I don't know. You can teach me something, um, Rose, That what, what I don't know. Tom C. says, right-wing is grooming Americans to prefer autocracy to democracy, deny basic rights to women, immigrants, POCs, and LGBTQ, supports corporatocracy and billionaire tax evaders, and promote lies over truth. 
Tom, is that a, um, a verse in one of your poems? If it's not a verse in one of your poems, and by the way, I think I have two of your poems I need to put up, but if it's not a verse in one of your poems, we need it in a poem, Tom. Please, that is, we need a, we need the, a grooming poem. How, something about how uh, the, the right is grooming folks to support autocracy. You just, just by you, by reading that tells me we need that, uh, Tom. Please go ahead and do that when you get a chance, man. You're a hell of a poet. Brian Miner says, Tax sand, tar sands in raw crude, we refine light crude. Actually, um, tar sands is raw crude, right. In, um, in, in, Gal not Galveston, here in, in Houston, we have all the equipment to, to, to go ahead and clean every kind of oil. Well, you know what I mean by clean. Frack every kind of oil that comes to get all the, the parts that we want out of it. Why are people fixated on Venezuelan oil versus having in our own hands cheaper to transport and better security and keeps? I, I pass you on to our sister, um, Rose Williams, who probably has that answer for you. So, Rose, answer him, please. Brian Miner says, burning excess natural gas creates high methane. Actually, the byproduct of burning gas I don't is, is actually not methane. In fact, methane burns as well. But, uh, Brian, I am with you that we eventually have to get off of burning everything. But in the interim, again, pragmatically speaking, uh, everything is, you know, in, 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 in Germany right now, it's worked on a lot of, of, of natural gas. We got to get to green energy, but we have to bridge somehow. That is just the mathematical fact, right? Has anyone noticed that Egberto is wearing transparent headphones? You know, I noticed, <laughs> I was hoping too many people didn't see that. I need to adjust the green screen, but I'm scared to do anything with the green screen right now because because i don't want to crash can't see this question on facebook all right uh let me go ahead and and, and get uh, his question out for you because i want you to tackle the uh the that question for um for yeah i i i'm gonna i'm gonna put the it's an actually the question is on facebook um that question is on facebook um rose so you should find it in the list there anyhow i have another video for you we're, we're running low on time and i have another video for you this one here is A.B. Stuttered, what she had to say about her, or good, the guy who thinks he's going to be the next Speaker of the House. Democrats are not going to lose the House, people. Democrats are not going to lose the House. If we do our work, the Democrats won't lose the House. Forget about all the naysayers you hear on TV. Have you noticed a smile on Biden? We'll see. Anyhow, let's listen to A.B. When I talk about Democrats being premature in thinking that they're going to have these big losses, right? I mean, the things that are going to come out, we, we know that the Republican Party has been pretty much, uh, what's the word, derelict in their duties, but more than derelict in their duties. They've been simply doing things that are illegal and wrong. And while their, their pew, the people who follow them, seem to always not forgive them, just don't give a damn whether or not they do what they're supposed to do. There is a vast number of Americans who do care. But you know, uh, every day, some new thing comes out. What we have coming out today, Kevin 
McCarthy line about wanting Trump to resign. I wonder how Trump is going to take this. Let's go ahead and listen to this, and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side. So, A.B., if you're a Republican at the highest levels who's been critical of Donald Trump, how are you sleeping tonight? Well, it, it, that's it, it's incredible reporting, and it's, it's incredible that Jonathan is telling us that there's so much more, not only in the book, but reported. Um, and it's one thing to play the Republican um, narrative that the media is, you know, wrong and biased and make things up. It's another thing to, to then be busted with a tape hours later. So this is not only a warning to Republicans all over town at the highest levels, but it's also an indication that the January 6th committee has known about this information all along and the conversations that were had all along. Uh, and that's important for people who are going to be coming in front of the committee, like Don Trump Jr., uh, to know that there, there could be recordings of these phone calls. Um, and it, uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing, breathtaking, um, failure on the part of Kevin McCarthy simply because he has tried to ascend to the speakership for so long. Um, and he's made, uh, mistakes along the way that have proven that he is just simply, uh, too stupid to have this job. The idea that he put out an emphatic denial just hours ago um, to be um, to be upped like this with tapes um, just hours later is is truly um, just an epic embarrassment to the Republicans and to the man who's been trying to be speaker for all these years now. Now, I want to make one sort of a correction. She says he's too stupid to be speaker of the House. He's too stupid to have that job. But then again. Donald Trump was our president. Donald Trump was presumably the leader of the world. So we can't quite say that. We know it's a fact, but that doesn't preclude him from the possibility of being the speaker. But if we do our job, progressives do their jobs, Democrats do their jobs, they can ensure that this big turnover that everybody is waiting for doesn't have to come to fruition you work hard, you just may mitigate what some still see as inevitable. I don't. I sure don't. I sure don't. I am still very positive and I'm still going to do my peeps. Hola, peeps, late but here. You know, I, anytime Bridge MCP is here, it makes my day. It makes my day. Bridge, welcome aboard. All right, uh, we have uh, Lee Grant who says, if I wanted to be an autocrat, I'd suppress free speech. Consensor the press and vilify any and all political dissidents. That's what Donald Trump did. Every single one of those things. Robert David, welcome aboard. He says, hello, progressives. And Eric Hayes is replying to Wood. Carl Cox says, clean, green, renewable energy is good for the planet, earth, and mankind. Bad for dictators. It adds context to this visit. I fixed it without crashing the system. You don't see through my headphones anymore. The green screen has been fixed. Thank you for putting the light in the fire on the me 2247. Eric A says, goth machine and confusing messages to all that is why no cohesive support with current administration. All right. You know what, Donald? I mean, Biden is a goth machine. I've said it even before he even before he became president, before he even won the primary. I really accuse him of being a goth machine that the right was going to use against him, etc. 
but nobody was a bigger gaff machine than the orange man, man. And, and he reveled in his gaffness, you know? He reveled in his gaffness. Robert Davin says, Kevin is the rep for the CD right next to mine in California. Really? I didn't know it was that congressional district. The boy is not very bright at all. You know what, though? I just found that out recently. I didn't know. I, I Somebody told me, how, could, how is it possible that you're into politics and haven't known that that guy doesn't have a lot upstairs? I'm like, I guess I just didn't follow him, man. Sorry. You know? All right. Haiku says, but why does Biden grab M by Eric, by Eric like hates everything Biden, but I still we let's give our conservatives love because we're going to bring them over to vote their economic interests. So let's always remember to keep that door open, keep that path open. We must, we must. Haiku says, uh, embarrassment is reserved for those with self awareness and conscience. That's conscience. That's right. That's right. I agree. Uh, Michael says, if Democrats don't actually start the prosecution of those responsible for planning and inclining the January 6th insurrection, not just prosecute those at the bottom who participated, Democrats will lose control of this year's upcoming midterm elections. Take this warning seriously. You're right. What am I going to say? How, how am I going to answer that? You're right. Rose Williams salutes Ed. So that's British. Uh, let's see. Beautiful. Yes, you fixed it. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You guys have... Okay, according to whoever just spoke about embarrassment, you see my mind's going. Uh, Haiku333, either Haiku or E2247 embarrassed me. And since I am capable of embarrassment because I have awareness and a conscience, I attempted during the last video to fix it, and I got it fixed. All right. All right, let's see what else we got here. You are right, EW. They need a place to land. My bad. Absolutely. You know, I mean... I'm when I I'm when I get back to Houston, one of the first people I'm going to be meeting with at Starbucks is going to be brother Eric Hayes. Eric Hayes, I didn't tell you that yet, but it's going to be you, brother. Um, when I get back, we're going to that Starbucks right there on Lake Houston Boulevard, bro. All right, let's see. Eric Hayes, Eric is cool, but I wonder if Eric says things just to get to you. Yes, he does. Not to get to me, to get to us. We're a family, man. What you talking about, Bridge? Robert Davin says, I like the PDR posse, even those I strongly disagree with. Thank you. You know, that is what I try to promote. And let me tell you, I, I do that at KPFT. I'm on two boards at KPFT, both the national board and the local station board. And uh, so that means I'm owner of, I'm, hey, I'm 124th owner of the entire Pacifica network because I'm a board of director. Wow. I feel so powerful. Not really. It's all, it's all for nonprofit. So. Those of us on the board make zero. Anyhow, but I love it. And what I like to do is I like to show people, I like to show people that, um, that we don't have to think in the same line. I'm going to knock Eric Hayes' head all the time that he doesn't see things my way. And he's going to knock my head when I don't see. But I, I know right now, I, from a mathematical standpoint, brother Eric, I'm more right than you are, brother. But we'll talk about that over coffee when I get to Houston. But anyhow, let's continue with my last video. It's an important one. I want you guys to check it out. I waited a little bit too long to start it, but I still have a few minutes to do it. Check it out. It's a mia culpa from Joe Scarborough. You're going to love this, guys. You're going to love this.
Joe Scarborough had a confession today about conservatism within the Republican Party and what the Republican Party, what we know have always represented, but somehow they have always tried to say, you guys are just playing that card. You guys are just playing that card. Well, Joe Scarborough took the scab off. And remember, this is conservative, former Republican Joe Scarborough. Yes, we know that over the years, he has to many become a bit more progressive, but I don't consider him a progressive. I still consider him very conservative. But listen to this, because I think this is going to blow quite a few people's minds when they listen to it. Check it out. Over the past six years, the two things that have disturbed me the most have been uh, the right's positions on race uh, and my own churches, the evangelical churches uh, uh, posture towards Trumpism and uh, some of the things we've seen. I spent my entire life uh, going on shows, going on politically incorrect at the time, uh, going on hardball, uh, talking about how what Kevin Phillips and other uh, people in the media were saying about the Republican Party and race were a lie, that the Southern strategy was an oversimplification, that my family, uh, we were conservatives, and I explained why we were conservatives, uh, why people in my community were conservatives. And I was proven wrong. I was shocked by what I saw over the past five, six years. Donald Trump and the Muslim registry. Donald Trump saying Hispanics are breeders. Donald Trump. I could go down the list talking about the others, telling people to go home, members of Congress, uh, black members of Congress. How, how could it be that people like David French and myself and other Republicans grew up saying everything that liberals said about our party was wrong? when Donald Trump actually seemed to validate much of what they were accusing us of. We spend a lot of time... Now think about that. Think about what he just said there. He just told you, the party that I served, I had to admit I was wrong. It was a party from the Southern strategy right back to the present. It's not that... Libs on misunderstood it. It's not that Libs were trying to play a card with it. It really was that the Republican Party is, by design, a racist party. Now we're not talking about all the the, the, the people who make up the party because I could I could bring some like some good old Democrats as well. So don't think that we are so naive to believe that. This only occurs within the Republican Party. The difference, however, is that it is codified in the Republican Party, whereas in the Democratic Party, we have the semblance of some sort of unity. But, you know, uh, don't, don't let that be too distracting. I had a long conversation with one of you over the phone this morning who was, was sort of upset that I continue to not place complete blame on conservatives and Republicans uh, for this mess that we're in, both racially, economically, etc. And what I tried to explain to him is that there was a lot of money devoted to create who Republicans are. I, I would be remiss if I don't remind folks that back in the 60s, some of the folks who really helped the civil rights bills get through Congress were in fact Republicans. And the truth of the matter is that Democrats, there were some Democrats 
who then became the Dixocrats, who then became Republicans, a, a complete switcheroo that occurred. So we shouldn't really sit back there and, uh, and just think that people are just inherently evil. What I explained was simple. What I told him was, there's a lot of money that's been devoted to convince many uh, to think the way they do. And there's, there's also, let's, progressive Democrats. Too often, we don't invest the time in not pleading our case, because it's not just about pleading your case. It's about familiarity. It is about making folks understand that you're in the same boat, you believe you're in the same boat. It's about not allowing them to see you as a stranger. And people say, well, you know, there are some people out there that are just racist. Yes, there are some. We're not going to change everybody. We're not going to change everybody in a party. Like I said, if you come to the Democratic Party, and I've given you guys a story about being at Netroots, the biggest liberal blogging convention there is, and still being marginalized, because of my hue. I've told that story. So it is important for us as progressives. Remember, the progressive side, 50 plus 1 isn't enough, which is what I was talking to our, our good member here. 50 plus 1 is not enough. We don't have the luxury because of the way we are distributed in this country to simply win with a 50 plus 1 strategy. We always have to win with a super majority strategy. Otherwise, we give the mansions of the world who are in, this, in the stalls of the plutocracy as well the ability to change who we or what ability to change what we are going to do or what we need to do to move the progressive movement forward to ensure that people are treated humanely, to ensure that people have the things that they need from healthcare to childcare to family leave to. Uh, 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 student debt relief, all of that. So, it's a good start that El Senor Joe Scarborough has admitted that reality that codified within the Republican Party is a degree of implicit racism in code. And in, in accepting that and bringing that forth to many others, it may open the eyes. A conservative who left the party saw how things really are, and he decided to do something. Next question then is, for my conservative listeners, for my Republican listeners, are you willing to stay in your party? And I'm not telling you to leave your party, but are you willing to stay in your party, change it, and do what's right? And in the next few election cycles vote for democracy which in this case means ensuring you don't vote for absolutely any republicans because at this point until that party atones until that party uncodifies its evil no one who has morals should vote for anyone pertaining to the republican party and like I said, this is not anything on the in, on individual Republicans. This is on the party and those who would represent the party and follow the party line. I stay by that stance. It's imperative that that be 
the case. If we love this democracy, listen to what a lot of the old Republicans who are true conservatives are saying. They're saying, do not vote these guys in. There's only one party that supports democracy right now. And it's not the, I mean, it's no bag of roses, it's, but it's just the Democratic Party. Folks, uh, we are near the end of the program. I want to ask you guys once again to please remember to support our programming. Uh, oops, that's the wrong thing that I want. Please support our programming by going to politicsdoneright.com slash support, politicsdoneright.com slash support, and choose one of the different options that we have, one or more of the different options to support us, whether it's buying our books, buying our stuff, right there, politicsandright.com says support. I want to, I want you guys to have a great weekend. I mean, come on and do a little short stuff over the weekend. I don't know. Remember that to put your bells on so that when I come on, you get a bell rung or something. Um, but thank you so kindly for being here for Politics Done Right. Please support us. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.